Welcome to Real Life Rescues, a podcast that's going to go behind the scenes and take an in-depth look into the operational and personal accounts of EMS first responders from Israel's largest fully volunteer EMS provider, United Atzala. Any volunteers available in Beit Shemesh across from the Noach Ayala trails? And units available in Tamaria near the Kinara for an 11-year-old boy pulled into the water, possibly drowning. Eight or seven is in the water with the boat. Backup units needed. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Life Rescues. Uh, I'm Raphael. And I'm Dovi Maisel. And we are going to talk about one crazy week in Israel. It was actually this past week, which was one crazy week. This past week uh, will definitely go down in the books as a, uh, in, in the world of EMS, we, 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 we really call it an action, action-packed week. Yeah. And uh, we started off with a war that lasted two days. Yeah. Operation... Uh, um, Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn, um, which uh, uh, had over a thousand missiles shot onto uh, southern and central Israel cities from Gaza. It wasn't just southern central. We got some in Jerusalem also. Yeah, I said central Israel, actually is Jerusalem as well. Everyone got a piece of the action and feeling the air raid sirens. Um, Except for us. Um, Judea and Samaria, we got nothing. Yeah, you got, you got nothing. <laughs> I know my kid, I know, I mean, we're, we're, we're taking it in a humoristic angle, but nonetheless, uh, very intense, very intense, uh, over 450 air raid sirens in total um, in the different areas in central and southern Israel. Right, and just to put that into perspective, what that means, there were 1,000 rockets and 450 air raid sirens because a lot of the rockets came as barrages in the same areas. Yes. And a lot of the times, also, the, the Iron Dome was uh, successful knocking down, I believe, 95%. Yeah, 95% success of, uh, of uh, detonating these uh, these missiles, thankfully, because for the first time in these operations, uh, I think we treated a total of uh, 10 patients that were missile-related directly and about 75 people that uh, got injured running for uh, for shelter. Yeah. Including one cardiac arrest, which took place. Cardiac arrest, a lot of fractures. Um, um, Scrapes and bruises. Bruise, bumps. Yeah, people, you know, in, in different areas, the country's divided into regions. We spoke about this, I think, in previous episodes, yeah. is you've got your time uh, circles um, from the 10, 15 second uh, distance from Gaza to 30 to a minute and a half in in central Israel via Tel, via Tel Aviv, um, uh, uh, Ramla and other areas, uh, Jerusalem which give you about 90 seconds to get to shelter. so uh, Which is just enough time for one of our responders to arrive. Um, yeah, but they don't know yet where to arrive at. That's true. So They go for shelter yes. first and then go out and arrive. Exactly. Safety Pro- first. Protect yourselves, gear up. And and yeah, so it was it was a weekend of, of, of missiles, a weekend of tension, uh, which uh, luckily and happily ended on Sunday night. Um, and to try and get back to some sort of normalcy, um, but in EMS, we never really have a normal. So it was followed by um, two major, major bus accidents right. in Both Jerusalem. A, less than a block away from each other on two separate days. Uh, a bus, first bus lost, contr- the driver lost control of the bus, skidded across a lane of oncoming traffic. Thankfully, it was very late at night and there was no traffic. Uh, but he smashed into a building that was under construction just down the block from our headquarters. And he, unfortunately, uh, there was uh, two people killed, I believe. Yeah, there was a pedestrian on the sidewalk that was run over by the bus and the driver that was severely injured and uh, and uh, needed extrication 
from uh, from the bus as he smashed into the wall. Yeah. And there was a child that was involved with that one as well. Yeah, correct. Um, and then we thought, uh, you know, that's level one. And then two days later, a very similar story happened uh, less than a block away. Um, also, a bus lost control and smashed into a bus stop. Yeah, except there was a bus stop right in front of a shopping mall um, on an early evening with hundreds of people um, in the shopping mall and all around. Very busy street. It's a steep road. The bus driver was not in the driver's seat when the accident occurred. Uh, evidently, somehow, this is under investigation. Um, the brakes, the emergency brake, um, was not in place, and the bus went uh, gliding down the street, um, unfortunately running over um, 10 people and uh, smashing into a bus stop right in front of the shopping mall. Which was With some heroic stories. Well. We'll talk about that in a minute, of some heroic stories over there. Of, uh, of volunteers that happen to be shopping and having fun with their kids on a uh, summer vacation evening night out. Um, and unfortunately, uh, th- a mother, a pregnant mother of 40, um, and two of her kids were uh, uh, ages, uh, I think it was 2 and 12 or something like that, were killed in this, a- in this very unfortunate accident. Yeah. And uh, we'll circle back to the story in a few minutes, like you said. Uh, but let's just finish off the week uh, in order to give the, uh, I guess, the full feeling of the gamut was uh, last night. There was a 1.30 a.m. There was a terror attack uh, near the old city of Jerusalem. Uh, people coming out of the Western Wall, uh, finishing prayers and uh, taking a bus home. Again, a bus. Third bus incident in the week. Yeah. And uh, a terrorist shot up the bus. A drive-by shooting, um, hitting the bus, hitting uh, pedestrians, uh, waiting up the block. It was a, a, a an incident with few scenes um, with a total of, uh, of 10 people injured there on different uh, levels of, uh, of injury, all as a result of uh, gunshot wounds. Right. And thanks to the quick intervention, there were no fatalities. No fatalities in this incident. That was the thing. And then, uh, you know... That, a completely different scale, but I guess on a, on a personal level, you, you spoke last time about, uh, I guess, your personal celebration. We're totally switching gears here for a minute. Uh, so talk about my personal uh, celebration where I was celebrating my, my anniversary with my wife at the Dead Sea la- yesterday. And we're staying in a hotel, a very nice hotel. Uh, and the uh, we just uh, left the bar around 1030 at night. And just as we're walking out, I get an alert on my, on my, uh, my phone. Uh, that there's a medical emergency a few floors above me in the same hotel. There was a woman who, who took a little bit too, medica- too much medication by accident. Uh, and it was a diabetic medication, and she was running the risk of be- turning hypoglycemic very quickly. So I had to go take her vitals, monitor her, et cetera. Uh, and also, it's like, you know, get those calls on vacation. We've spoken about that in the past where we're on vacation, and no matter where or no matter when. We're always on call. We're always on call. Uh, so that was the case. You know, my... My phone started sounding. And my wife That's was like, "I'll see you later in my room." Rafael. Bye. That's why you need to do like me: bring your wife on board, make her a medic, and then she's part of the team. There you go. Otherwise, you she really just need to do like a lot of explaining. Of she doesn't like the sight of blood, but she's no, she's she's with it. She's like, "All right, you know, we went out for this nice romantic anniversary weekend. You can take five minutes and go help somebody." Turned into half an hour. Always does, but still. Um, so it's quite the week. It's quite the week. Yeah, so let's let's dive into it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the the um, the action and 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 what the volunteers did. How many volunteers were involved? Uh, 
You know, it, it was uh, on so many levels a busy week. By the way, just in general, um, yes, we were talking about the buses, but in general, this week was a very bloody week on the roads of Israel. There were, I think, uh, 20, 20 fatalities in total in this week um, uh, as a result of car accidents. By the way, um, another accident that happened just a few hours after the uh, the terrible bus accident where the mother and her two kids were killed, um, down south on the highway, uh, two bus drivers pulled over to help and assist another accident, and they were hit by an oncoming car and both killed. And it turned out that all five of these people all lived in this one small southern town that everybody knows everybody. And and all five of these people were killed in accidents outside of their town. But this really struck this little uh, town of Ofakim down south, um, which just came out of this um, wave of missiles as well. And, so. and for those of you who just did a double take, Dovi did not just swear. That is the name of the town. The town is called Ofakim. Ofakim. Yes, I did it, not it means swear. Horizons. Thank you, You're welcome. Means horizons in in Hebrew, um, and it's a very small town. And and like that we said, the 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 town was was hit very very hard with all these uh, fatalities that were going on. And among the twenty were these five, uh, were all very very tragic deaths. Um, and it was one of the bloodiest weeks on the road, uh, definitely this year, but I think uh, in possibly in history, uh, with twenty fatalities uh, on the highways in Israel. Um, so like I always say, in the face of human tragedy. The only thing that really stands out uh, and and comforts us is acts of loving kindness uh, from one human to another, uh, helping people out. So let's talk about some of the we've th- we've sort of given the overview of I guess the the tragedies of what's happening. Um, let's talk about some of the the heroic stories of what people did as a result of these tragedies that came up. Yeah, so I, I think I'll start off or follow with the with one of the more. Um, I say, I say personally emotional ones because it really almost hit. Well, this this accident hit close to home because these fatalities in the accident were were relatives of of some of our volunteers. Um, and, and one of the stories that stuck out there at this accident by the shopping mall was um, one of our volunteers um, that was uh, there with his family, with his wife and daughter. They were um, on the sidewalk literally when this bus came uh, rampaging down. Um, uh, the street and the sidewalks. He literally grabbed his wife and 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 daughter and pulled them backwards, and the bus missed them by millimeters. And they obviously ran into the into the shopping mall. And the first thing that he did, he didn't even look back. He knew he knew that they were okay. He immediately ran towards the victims that were scattered throughout this this incident. Some of them trapped under the bus. Some of them in around the scene itself. The scene itself was like, uh, I would say, uh, along about 50 or 60 feet. Uh, the scene itself was uh, uh, scattered. And he didn't even have his equipment with him, obviously, because he was out, you know, at the shopping mall with his family having a great uh, summer night. And, and he started doing triage, you know, calling back to headquarters, to the, to the dispatch center, giving his initial assessment of the scene, saying that there must be at least... Uh, 10, 10 people injured there, um, and, and of course, uh, fatalities that are still under the bus and, and cannot be reached. And the first thing that he did was, after assessing the situation, he uh, he saw one of these uh, victims was a uh, 30-year-old uh, female um, with a uh, 
um, an, an amputation of, uh, of double double amputation, double amputation, and, and both of her legs, of both of her legs, and immediately he was trying to think what he can improvise a tourniquet, um, a, a tourniquet with, and uh, we all know the famous scenes from everybody pulling off their uh, um, their, their their t-shirts to for tourniquets. So he's a Hasidic uh, volunteer, and he wears what's called tzitzis. Um, over his shirt, which is, uh, Rafael, maybe you'll be able to explain in better English than mine what tzitzis is. So tzitzit are, are, or tzitzis, uh, as different pronunciations, uh, are religious garment that are worn by uh, Orthodox men, uh, where it's a, a four-cornered garment, and they have fringes on the sides. Like of it. a shawl. Kind of like a shawl. White Usually, and black. Sometimes, some, most people wear it under their shirt, and some people wear it over their shirt. Uh, and there's a picture of this man taking it off, uh, taking it out from under his shirt, and basically taking off and tying it around one of the women's literally legs. a video there of security cameras that of, of him taking it off improvising um uh, tourniquets and stopping the bleed on the on the on, on this double double amputation and he, um, he he put the tourniquet on one of her legs and by the time he finished ripening the tourniquet another volunteer had shown up uh it was less than 60 seconds uh another volunteer had shown up and and applied a a regular tourniquet a to the other tur- leg a, a cat tourniquet yeah a cat tourniquet to the other leg uh, and the, the woman was then taken by hospital, uh, sorry, by ambulance to the hospital. Uh, he later got in touch with the a relative from the woman and found out that the doctor said the turn, the two tourniquets are what saved her life. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, 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 and from there on, he went to continue treating other, other victims on the scene. And actually because this shopping mall is located in the heart of a very populated community. Um, it actually, it's in one of our areas. We call it the 92nd areas because we have volunteers there everywhere, literally in this neighborhood. When there is any sort of call within 90 seconds, you have volunteers already on the scene. So the, the response here was incredibly fast, incredibly fast. We had, we had, I don't know, maybe it was 20 or 30 EMTs, paramedics on scene within less than two minutes. Um, on scene, treating, treating, uh, doing triage and treating the patients, right. including ambulances and ambicycles, people on their bikes. The evacuation, my foot. the evacuation was completed within less than ten minutes from the incident. There were no more critical patients on scene except um, those that were trapped under the bus, and those took more time. Uh, unfortunately, there was nothing that could be done for them, um, and and it took time to lift the bus with a crane. In order to get to them and 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 then pronounce their uh, pronounce their death, and of course uh, the psychotrauma team was also called in. Uh, they they were actually there for the next three hours, uh, treating people who had been at the scene. Some had fled the scene. Some ran into the shopping mall. Some scattered and went to other people's apartments uh, until they found everyone who was emotionally uh, in, dis- in in emotional distress. Are traumatized because of what they witnessed. Um, we need to remember that 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 hundreds of people saw what happened here. Some of them ran for their life. We actually opened up a staging area for psychotrauma um, and a designated area in the shopping mall near the entrance there. And people were. We went out through the immediate community there um, with uh, like sort of loudspeakers. 
um, and, and messaging through the community, which is a very ultra-Orthodox community. So most of them don't have smartphones to get this information. And, and these people were all treated. It was actually beautiful to see. It was for hours after the incident, we had dozens and dozens and dozens of people um, uh, treated by the psychotrauma unit in the staging area in the shopping mall. For and, and of course, we had social services from the municipality already join the team there. And the handover was 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 truly amazing to see. So that no one no one was left behind. And even hours after the staging area was closed, we were still receiving calls in our dispatch center from the community of people who 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 ran home and were then starting to develop to develop trauma uh stress related uh, uh, trauma related stress and 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 then were appointed um therapists from the unit to to treat them yeah and it, it's something it's a it's an operation that lasted all night long uh and that was much to the credit of the unit i remember i was even getting messages from responders there like five o'clock in the morning saying that uh i'm still on scene i'm still dealing with this if anyone else needs help please send them my way to the staging area to the secondary staging area which later developed and people were, were receiving all the help they needed to the, alleviate the immediate symptoms of emotional stress reactions so that they could can carry on without having too much of a, a tra- traumatic memory or experience from this and hopefully alleviate PTSD from later developing. Even some of our dispatchers who received, we received hundreds of calls uh, for, for this accident. Um, and even some of our dispatchers underwent, a, after their shift, a, 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 a vent session with uh, with uh, one of our psychotrauma um, uh, team leaders. Right, um, and that's protocol because uh, the responders themselves, both the responders and the the dispatchers, are, are part of the incident as well, and they suffered trauma too, and we're, we very much recognize that. So part of the protocol is anyone who responds to a, a severely traumatic incident, and this one was... Unfortunately, it was very graphic. Very much so. Uh, so anyone who responds to those incidents are, are contacted by the internal psychotrauma team, uh, we have a, we have two people who are our internal team, and they call all the volunteers who responded to traumatic incidents in the last uh, day or so to give them a, a private phone call, a session, a debriefing, allow them to, like you said, to vent, uh, thereby hopefully alleviate the symptoms of uh, the onset of emotional stress reactions and all those things. Uh, and the same thing happened again, of course, last night with uh, the terror attack. Uh, the terror attack was took place actually outside one of our volunteers' homes. Um, it took place just outside the old city of, uh, of Jerusalem, uh, at a place uh, near King David's tomb. And, uh, one of our volunteers lives right there, uh, and didn't, was, had just parked he, the car. He heard the shots. He heard the he shots. He parked the car. Grabbed this medical equipment from his car and started running to treat people. Uh, and was the first responder on the scene. It was, to describe the scene, um, just to, to get you guys to understand what we're talking about, is it's a, uh, it's a one-way road. Um, with like one lane. So it was a line of cars. And, and it's and, next to a very big wall. And this is, yeah, and this was some sort of uh, drive-by shooting, possibly on a motorcycle or, or something like that. So so get, gaining access to the area was difficult. So actually the first responders were volunteers that lived in the immediate area or happened to be nearby and proceeded by foot with their equipment um, to find that the scene was divided into a, a number of areas, not, not one um, a specific scene. There was the scene of the bus itself. Um, there was the street that uh, that uh, um, came out of the main road to a side um, to a side um, uh, uh, small road, and 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 some of the patients went running on their own also to try and escape uh, the area. So the volunteers getting there 
Uh, we're actually doing some treatment on the scene. I think it was for six or seven minutes until the first ambulance was able to arrive. Once the pathway was made for the ambulances, um, there were, I think, two patients there, severely injured, one pregnant woman with the gunshots to the upper torso um, and and two additional patients um, m- more severely injured also. Uh, we're talking about uh, upper torso um, chest head injuries of of, uh, of direct gunshots from a, probably some sort of a pistol or something as opposed to a machine gun. Um, but all those were were really treated really fast there and and transported to the different trauma units uh, in, in Jerusalem. And there was uh, the woman actually <laughs> underwent a um, an emergency C section later on, uh, which was successful uh, for now, and we're. We're praying for the the health of both the, the mother and the child. As we currently. speak and are recording this uh, podcast, both are still in uh, uh, critical condition, stable but critical condition, in uh, in the hospital, and uh, we are all hoping for a good outcome over there. Indeed. So it was definitely a very emotional uh, week for for everyone. I think uh, it's something which a roller coaster week, very much a roller coaster week. Um, it was very. Uh, action-packed and not in a good way. Uh, one, one which I think we're going to be remembering here for a while. We didn't have a moment to reflect during the week, but we should definitely all take it a little bit now and sort of uh, obviously assess what it was that we could have done perhaps a little bit better, a little bit different, more prepared. And truth is, we reacted very well as an organization, as things individuals as well. Um, I think everyone reacted very well and very quickly uh, did the jobs they needed to do. And like I said, we actually prevented a number of fatalities yesterday. And as you called me aside right now to do this podcast, I was just pulled out of the room from the the debriefing and uh, and assessing of uh, last night's early uh, early this morning terror attack. Uh, where we're uh, going over, you know, protocols, going over the the recordings, the 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 tracing every every part of the incident, trying to see what we did well, what we could do better next time, and 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 basically repack our bags and are ready for the next. And after this past week, I don't think I, I don't think we'll need to wait too long. And of course, uh, this is in addition to all the regular rescues that are taking place, like the one that I described at the hotel. Uh, there was another one, another dramatic rescue this morning uh, on the Sea of Galilee. Not bus-related or terror-related, but uh, just run-of-the-mill. Two two people on a boat uh, drove out in the middle of the lake and ran out of gas. Their motor shut down, and they were stranded there for a couple hours and starting to dehydrate. They're trying to make calls to different emergency groups and see who can get them on the lake. And, of course, our boat was dispatched and and sent out and towed them back. Uh, towed them back because it is still summer and people are out vacationing and and hiking and going on the lake. Uh, And you have to take care and precautions when you do that. So it's a good thing they had a cell phone and they were able to call. Um, Had that not been the case, it would have taken even longer to find them. And then they might have been in a worse situation. And if you thought you got away from a call by going to a hotel for the weekend, (laughs) you were wrong. We traded places, by the way. I was in your neighborhood this past weekend. Yes, you were. And Friday night at 1120 at night, there was a... A major car accident. Fatal accident literally across from your home um, on the highway, not inside the neighborhood. It wasn't across from my home. It was a good five minute drive from my home. Ongoing head on collision. One of the drivers, unfortunately, uh, it was fatal. He did not survive the accident. Another one was trapped long extrication of the both um, from this accident. And, and, And unfortunately, we are really going through a bad MVA wave over here in Israel. 
Oh, it certainly are. It's something that uh, that creeps up every now and then, but I think particularly now in the summer, a lot of people are are being a little bit too carefree on the roads uh, and not careful enough, um, and it's and it's resulting in uh, in costing people lives uh, and keeping us EMS hands full. Yeah, too much. <laughs> so they say too much of a of a anything is not a good thing, and in this case, it's definitely true. We'd much prefer to be uh, inactive for a while than than too active. I think it's true for everybody in, in EMS in general. Yeah, I think I, I think our vacation is coming up, is due. I literally just had a vacation, but I still keep getting calls no, on it. No, no, no. <laughs> Going on vacation and running on calls, Raphael, does not count. We what need you're gonna do a is vacation. in the same hotel. I can't do anything bad. Okay, bad. we'll just do the hotel. episode of our vacation and then bring all our calls <laughs> from our vacation. I think we did that already. <laughs> We've covered them. We have to go on more vacations. We keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we have to just go on more vacations and get more calls or not. The secret is vacation abroad. Right. That's it. That doesn't help. Okay. You remember? You remember? <laughs> we get them on the plane. We get them on planes. We get them on the plane. Yeah, but you, you also you, get them you, in airports. You, at the airport, on the plane. But actually, you, you, you got to be smart about the plane one, you know. On the plane, I'll say this obviously humoristically because we're all EMS professionals here. But when they call doctor, is there a doctor on the plane? So obviously you come up and say, yeah, I'm a paramedic. How can I help? And then they take you to the back galley and there's a woman there that's fainted or whatever. So question number one is we first, is there room in business class with a flat bed that we can lay them there and examine them? And then, <laughs> and then you take them Instant forward. Upgrade. Listen, and then, you, and then you're there for the rest of the flight. You're helping the patient. <laughs> wow. But, but on a I I never thought of that. Uh, there you go. Experience. You got to fly more. I got to fly um, more. But, but on a series, so maybe maybe we'll do an episode. It's never happened to me, by the way, of, on the flight. Of, 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 you know, care in the sky, you know. We could. Well, the Mile High Club, but an EMS <laughs> perspective. <laughs> wow. It's like just separate idea euphemisms here. I was talking about EMS. I don't know what you were thinking about. The um, But you, you mentioned like going on vacation and there was their famous story with the, was it the shooting? I think it was in Amsterdam airport. Skipple, yeah. Yeah. So we had the, the shooting in the Amsterdam airport and, and one of our volunteers was there. And because oh, no, it, was, it was Belgium. It was it Belgium. Was Belgium. So Brussels, Belgium. Brussels, 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 and, Brussels. And one of our volunteers happened to be there transferring planes, I think from, from New York to, to Israel. And he was one of the first responders at the shooting. He found himself in the middle of the shooting zone, treating patients there, right. putting on tourniquets, improvising tourniquets, and 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 and, and, and whatever and, else is going on. And and based on that. There was a website in France that came out from France because we had volunteer there that that somehow came up with this um, conspiracy theory that our organization is connected to the Israeli Mossad, that we happen to have volunteers around the world at all the different terror <laughs> attacks. No matter what's going on, we're always there. We're always treating people. And I, I kid you not, there was numerous websites that came out with this idea, and you know it didn't help that the you know one of the form one of our directors. Was uh, was a former Mossad director also at some point, and I was like, "There's like all these little connecting the dots of different the things conspiracy theories. All we are is regular people that want to help." <laughs> but it um, happens to us on vacation, even abroad. Yeah, yeah even abroad. And unfortunately, place. on every flight, on every flight, we end up helping people. Maybe we'll make an episode about that. I think it's interesting because it's the challenges, because the challenges actually of 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 in air. Uh, mid-air, transatlantic uh, uh, patient treatment are challenges that that are things that uh, is worth is worth talking about. Actually, for sure, maybe we can even bring in some guests who've done it. I personally have never done that yet. I've just not hasn't I haven't filled that part of my bingo card, my EMS bingo card. I received my uh, my for life um, uh, honorary uh, 
um, a card from El Al for your, helping in flights. Your, your $50 discount on it. No, I get the lounge. <laughs> oh, you get the lounge I get the, the quick check in. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. actually useful nowadays. I mean, it takes four hours to get through the airport. Yeah. Oh, it's been a week. Yeah. One of those. Week. One of those weeks. Well, it's Sunday and we're looking at a new week. We are. And we hope that it will be a more optimistic week. And that will be very important. Have to, and we'll have to think of a different topic for the next <laughs> session. Uh, but, uh, but my guess is the the odds are not for us, so we'll have plenty to talk about on our next meeting. Looking forward to having you with us then as well. Signing out, guys. Great. Thanks so much being for listening. With you.